Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro at Octopus Cephala Podcast. We are here, episode 5 of the giant dorkening crossover event, Dorkvania. And this will be the music of Castlevania, as we like to call it, soundtracks of the night. <laughs> evil laugh just because. <laughs> <laughs> it is an evil laugh. <laughs> and scene. Uh, we are joined today by our normal crew. We have Boss Rush Mode. Hmm, a switch. Why don't I press it and sing? Why don't you? Parasite Steven. What can I do for you? And Nintendo. What a horrible night to have a curse. Indeed it is. And unlike normal episodes, we have a special, special, wonderful guest here in the studio. Oh boy, is he wonderful. Oh boy, is he. Ian, the boy wonderful, Wallace. Hello, Retroids. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show, From Amalgamania. Ian, the boy wonderful from Amalgamania. Let's get studio today. Let's get ready to rumble. That has got to be my favorite introduction ever. Wallace. Let's get ready to retro. Retro. All right, that settles it. I'm going to have to have you guys follow me around everywhere and do that. All right, we're going to be your hype crew. We're the hype train posse. We'll follow you everywhere. Uh, yeah, so, so, so thanks for coming all this way to Massachusetts. Yeah. From uh, from yonder from Baltimore. Baltimore. Yes, it was a nice drive. Lots of uh, concrete and trees. And jungles. Lots of jungles trees. made of buildings. I'm glad you didn't take that uh, that last turn at Albuquerque. Oh, no, no, not us. this time. I actually <laughs> almost ended up in uh, Canada last time I visited New England. <laughs> Albuquerque, Canada. <laughs> Albuquerque, Canada. Didn't even like, know it existed. What? Who knew? Who knew? Oh, man. Pretty wild. So yes, uh, as we mentioned at the top, we are here to talk about the music of Castlevania. Mm. Uh, but as always, we are sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. We can't forget. That's absolutely true. Got a shout out to our coffee fans. And, Retro uh, or Tim. Uh, <laughs> Timmy Blankenshag. <laughs> <laughs> right you are. Uh, it's, right it's, I am. But, but yeah, so Deadly Grounds Coffee is uh, coffee to die for. And we all had some... Types of coffee before we started recording. Maybe it was Deadly Grounds. Yeah, I don't remember. We won't tell you. We won't tell you, but it might have been. For the sake of this ad, it I mean, was. You, would, you would think that we would have rolled out the red carpet for Mr. Ian Wallace from Amalgamania. <laughs> so it's possible that yeah, that's Yeah, we, we, we very well maybe gave him good coffee. You guys are spoiling me. My oh. head's getting bigger than normal. But Deadly Grounds <laughs> rules. Rules. Delicious, delicious So good coffee. it's scary. It, it, will, it will scare the pants right off. Uh, so and thank God it did. Mm. <laughs> it's more comfortable, isn't it? Isn't it just more comfortable? Yeah, it really, is. guys. We've been recording for half an hour already. And we've said nothing. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 one more thing. Brew with a view. <laughs> uh, okay, so the song that uh, we kind of came in on after our intro there is a song near and dear to many Castlevania fans' hearts, and probably to people who maybe don't even really know Castlevania, but it's such an iconic game tune, I feel like it stands alongside the themes of Mario and things like that. Easily. This is this is Vampire Killer mm-hmm. from the original Castlevania on the NES, um, and that theme just, you know, immediately takes you back, makes you want to just jump right in there and start whipping candles and, and start throwing whipping axes. it good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Correct. Start, that well. Start Start eating wall meat. Wall turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love me some wall turkey. (laughs) Problem is, you always got to have it as he is. 
Yeah, you don't have any seasonings or nothing. You just eat as found. <laughs> E-A-F. Uh-huh. Don't oh, matter. It's just so good even if you're at full health, you're eating it anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, Thanks. yeah. I mean, because you can't go back. You was turning down a, a freaking wall turkey. If I just ate a full meal and found a wall turkey, I would eat it. Basically, I don't turn down food, period. Right. No, we're all opportunistic <laughs> in that way. I just want to thank the guys from Retro Ride Octopus for completely changing Hollywood forever. Look at Castlevania. Before we continue, I, I feel like we need to address one little elephant that's in the room. It's not a big elephant. It's just like a baby, adorable, like a little elephant that we like all Gumbo. love, kind of. Yeah. Get out of here! Berm's on it. Okay, we like the baby elephant. Boss Rush friggin' he did That baby elephant screaming outside. It was up in trouble. I can tell in its eyes. So, so say, can you can you do me one favor? Absolutely. Could could you just one more time say the name of our podcast? Retro Octopus. Is that wrong? <laughs> Retro Red Octopus. It's so funny. You guys always say rye like rye bread, and it's like I don't know why you. So it's, it's like, a short. Well, eye? it's like it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. it's like ridiculous. Ah. So would you say Red Octopus? Yeah. Would you say yeah. ridiculous? <laughs> Now I would. Now he's gonna say it from now. Everything is ridiculous now. Thanks for that, Steve. Now that's how I'm gonna say it from here now. Welcome to our podcast. So ridiculous. ridiculous. (laughs) Welcome to the show. We want to embarrass you in front of our fans. Here we go. We've never succeeded. So it's really funny because you guys always, and it's not just you. Taryn says it too. Like I don't know. There's something about Baltimore, and that's just how you pronounce it there, I guess. So yeah, like in Long Island, you say Mario, not Mario. Right, right, right. Nobody says Mario. Oh, Anybody says Mario gets a punch in the throat. <laughs> so, sometimes even the commercials said Mario. They did. It's true, yeah. yeah. And they're wrong. Mario's well, got Legos There now. will be a, a short eye every single it's time. It's just from funny. Here like on out. it's cool. You want to say Red Octopus? I just it had to be mentioned nope. at some point. No, nope. we've nope. never we've nope. never brought it up to you ever ever before. Because so now in front of maximum the embarrassment. <laughs> well, thank you. No problem for sparing me that. <laughs> we really want to I do mean, this as discreetly as possible. Right, yeah. No, no. Good job, guys. Real subtle. Real subtle. <laughs> Real subtle. <laughs> This is an intervention. We're not even doing this about Castlevania music. Ian oh Wallace came all this way from Maryland just to be insulted. I'm going home. This oh. is ridiculous. No, actually, I'm moving in. Casa de Samson and, uh, of course, the Retro Cave. I, I don't know if that's what we can... can we call I don't it? know if I mean, we have... Yeah. Uh, Rabbit Soul Studio. Studio. Yeah, this, yeah. Is like, yeah. this is like Disneyland for nerds. Anyone who's not been here... Definitely, shit. It's like it should be a museum charge to come. Where people come to yeah, see you check out these, <laughs> like, you know, you know, random blue lamps. No, and anyone who knows, no, I know. I can talk. I love I can, lamp. I can talk a little Wait, smack. Boss Rush, do you really love lamp? Or are you just saying that because it's right there? <laughs> no, I can talk a little smack because anyone who's been to the Amalga Castle knows we got we got a little something on the walls. A little something yeah, going you, on. You, you guys got quite quite what a setup. This this is like this next level. So well, thank you very much. Thank you guys. Thanks thanks so much. And thanks for me. thanks again for coming out and you know. This is fun. Yeah, we're we're thrilled to have you, and we're so, thrilled to talk on Dorkvania. Yeah, our Dorkvania episode, this, like this so is epic. It. This is this is such a great moment to have you in and get people to want to listen to the show. Absolutely. And we got such an amazing amount of content coming up for you in this uh, in this probably five hour long episode. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try in each one of us. We're gonna present to you uh, two songs from a Castlevania game that we chose, and so okay. the, a double shot to the heart. Yeah, yeah ah. you know, block party weekend, uh, ZLX. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> double double shot, you know. Uh, we got uh, double double shot, double double shot. That's like sometimes four. Um, we have games from all throughout the ages of Castlevania. Some of them we're trying to pick that are not obvious choices, and then also we're gonna have a few like the first one, like the first.
the first one. You know, who would have thought that was going to come in right. there? Not me. Uh, and then what, what I want to do is for each block that we have, I'm also going to insert one song from uh, a Castlevania game of the first trilogy. So none of okay. us chose those, any uh, one, two, or three, because we all kind of like respect them and hold them in reverence. So I figured let's just like tack one song from each, you know, from yeah, a game and it's in the just trilogy. dealer's choice. Yep, okay. dealer's choice, just yeah. whatever we got. So I, I picked out some of those, and then the rest are all our individual choices. And those are short too, for the most yep. part. Yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. not going to take too much yeah, time. Yeah, about you know three seven, three eight maybe. Yeah, on, on, in heels. Yeah. Right, like you know, uh, uh, probably not That's tall enough short. to ride this ride. Um, <laughs> oh, they can ride whenever they want. Hey, <laughs> the ride is my penis. <laughs> I was wondering why you weren't wearing pants. I was uh, wondering why it said hammer on the side of it. <laughs> uh, derail. Where's Derek Lostrom to complain about us uh, telling dick jokes? Like, know, where right? is he? Derek, are you out there? Are you listening? To, oh. you, you mad about these? Of course he's listening. <laughs> of course, and of course you're mad. <laughs> uh, so I guess if there's anything else you want to do up front, um, I'd say we could introduce the first block. But I want to be able to make sure that Ian has I think that's a good idea. everything going on with Amalgamania. And, yeah. you know, before we get into the... Because we're going to amal- be going fast and furious. Amalgamania? Amalgamania. Amalgamania. It's Amalgamania. All right, Retro Ride Doctor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Retro no Ride Dickheads. I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're no longer the Octo hosts. <laughs> we're no longer the Octo hosts. We are now the Retro Ride Doctor guys. Ride Doctor guys. Guys. Yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. So, yeah, Ian, talk to us about uh, what you got going on in Malgamania. Let the people know who oh, maybe so don't know already. Um, really, just there's an auction coming at the end of March. Uh, we're going to be Well, so what off. is Amalgamania? For those who have no idea... So a lot, actually, a lot of our fans followed us over from you guys and from Throw It On Thursday, mm-hmm. which is how we met. But there's um, plenty of people who listen who maybe don't know. Yeah, who maybe don't know. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, we are a multi-interest group. Um, we house and cultivate anything nerd, pop culture. That is what we do. Uh, there's battles. There's segments involving uh, vlogs and blogs and whatever augs you got. Um, <laughs> we love to travel and work with other people. We uh, have auctions, raffles, you name it, it goes on there. A very, very generous and heartfelt group. You guys do lots of giveaways and well, lots of things to try and, you know, make it a community, make it feel like a family. That's what it was. Yeah. I, I, I know you guys know, you, you know, from back when we were kids and we used to all meet up at the comic book shop and trade mm-hmm. cards and I would, I'd give you my Infinity Gauntlet number one for your, uh, you know, Forever Evil number two and that's, that's how we did, you know, we, it was a community thing. You wrote you it pointed at, at Boss Rush with that because I mean, because Boss has the, he has the comic I want. I'm clearly the comic guy. No, I'm like, forever evil, <laughs> right? Forever evil. Oh right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't say like you know Richie Rich or Spider Man. It's definitely forever evil. But um, yeah, it used to be about community and everything, and we're just trying to bring it back to that because I feel like this uh, generation doesn't have that as much. So it's mm-hmm. pretty much right. what we're about. So yeah. Awesome. We, as far as what we have going on, we're going to be a part of the Dorkvania um, crossover as well. So and that's Amalga Cast. Yes, it is Amalga Cast. Amalga Cast is the show, and we will be. You guys uh, actually the have the next part, I believe. I think yep. you have. Yeah, you guys part are doing six. part yep, six on the twentieth. Yes. Yep. All right, and we haven't mentioned it, but the really, really cool thing with this whole Dorkvania crossover event is the secret message. It's the other layer to all this. So the idea is that we hope you kind of are able to discover some new shows that you'll love. And that is awesome, but kind of the incentive. If you can listen to all the seven shows that are going to give you parts of the secret message, they're all on that schedule and they're all numbered. 
So you have to put the little couple of words that are hidden throughout the different episodes in the right order. You're going to get this big, long quote. And then if you send that long quote to Leo Pond of the Dorkening Network, you are going to be entered into the big pool and there's tons of prizes and it's up on the Dorkening page and uh, everything's been posted kind of all over the place on all the different shows, basically. You can find it easily on Retro Octopus. You can find it easy on... Uh, Am- Amalgamania has, has been posting. You've been posting oh, yeah, about absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. we got plenty um, of posts. The Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Super Retro Throwback Reviews. There's a bunch of shows that are they're all kind of coming together. So anyway, lurking in this very episode at some point in the middle or near the end... Mr. 8-Bit Alchemy is going to give you our part of the secret Ooh. message. And that is part five. And part six, you can get on Amalga Cast. And what what day is that actually airing? That's soon. March 20th. Yeah. March 20th. Yes, it is. Pretty awesome. Pretty so soon. get your Red Rider Dakota rings out. Pay attention. <laughs> That's right. No Ovaltine. No Ovaltine for it's you. It's a freaking ad. A crummy commercial? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So with that being said, we're going to dive into the first block of tunes, which will be my block. Yeah. Uh, each one of these will be... So each block will have two songs from the game that the person chose, and then the last song will be a random song from either Castlevania 1, 2, or 3. So, for the NES. Yes, right. for the NES. So uh, that's what we're going to do. So here we go with uh, Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy. <laughs>
Alrighty, so we just heard two songs from Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy. And then that third song right there was uh, Wicked Child from the original Castlevania game. Oh, dude, it was a wicked. That was wicked a wicked child. child right there. It was a wicked, oh, wicked child. God, it was so wicked. It was wicked good. It was wicked good. It was um, wicked friggin' pissa guy, kid. <laughs> so pissa. <laughs> So uh, the the Castlevania make sure you suck up like holy water. Got got to get those you knives. You see being your holy water kid. and get your get your fire whip. Okay, we've reached a lull. Uh, so <laughs> Castlevania two came out uh, in in August nineteenth month and year of my birth. So rock on there. Run seven years ago. We wrote this one. <laughs> Um, the soundtrack was done by Hidehiro Funauchi, who is not a name that I'm familiar with, uh, but really, really like the soundtrack on that Game Boy one. Really crunchy, you know, just awesome instrumentation there. And uh, I feel like the Game Boy was seriously underrated as far as what it could do for music. So I, I always really, really enjoyed those. Uh, the the way that game kind of broke apart when you when you started up the game you would have access to like four state like most castlevania games as you know you just sort of like go through them front to back sometimes there's branching paths like in three right. or like or like rondo um but this game you know you you start out with the level select screen and the the first song that we heard was uh called new messiah and that was from the level glass castle but basically the four stages in the game there was uh the glass castle the cloud castle the rock castle and then there was one other one i'm not remembering um but yeah they all had awesome songs it was the uh the pudding castle pudding was, castle was, was the, the other one it was the easiest one that but was it. it it was like it was kind of a pain in the ass because you got like stuck in the pudding right yeah it was kind of goopy and there was the frank castle <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Ian's yeah. favorite castle Ian loves the frame castle. castle oh so good uh, the second song we heard was Praying Hands which was the uh, song from the Cloud Castle and uh, yeah it's uh, it's definitely a cool game and for the Game Boy they did a lot with it um, it's really like the controls are a little clunky but I still I still think it's worth going back and playing of like the three that were on the original Game Boy they were like a little rough around the edges but this one was i think the standout and uh and the music is just awesome and so. i can't i can't abide this game being mentioned without mentioning the cover because it is so good absolutely one of, one of my of the favorite covers ever okay. and it was just for the game boy yep actually i see i shied away from the game boy ones i don't know why it was just no the they weren't graphic. they weren't as good that's for they sure they were not yeah, as that, good that's for sure they were not as good but the the cover artwork was oh, definitely yeah, really well beautiful. done done by the guy who did uh you know castlevania yeah, tom, <laughs> tom du bois tom du bois and uh, actually, I think one of the best things about this cover is the fact that it incorporates the level select screen right on the front. Like you, oh, you nice. look at that cover artwork and there's like, yeah. there's, there's a layout, the way that they lay it out is, you know, you see these, uh, these kind of different castles that are there. And that is honestly like note for note, exactly what the graphics look like in the game. Oh, that's pretty cool. So when you boot that thing up, you immediately are like, this is what I bought. Like this is, and that's one of the things that I thing loved right about Tom Du Bois, not to make this, you know, to go too long onto this, into the cover, but like so many, you know, classically, one of the, the big tropes with covers for old video games is like how inaccurate they were. Right. Yeah, the character looked nothing like the character. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, what game are you, what game do you think this is for? Like, what is this? You know, like Mega Man 1 or Iron Sword or, you know, yeah. whatever. It's like, what are you talking about? Deadly Towers? Like, this this guy, he worked for, for Konami. He did a lot of the classic Konami covers. He did a, he did a lot of stuff for like Super Nintendo Genesis era, Contra 3, uh, Turtles in Time, a lot of stuff. Like, he did these like incredibly accurate, like, 
he worked in enemies and bosses like, and mechanics and levels. But still in world. Like it didn't feel like it was like wasn't the Contra game. Three box has like bosses on it. Mm-hmm. From you know, the, from, from the, the game, game right, and, right? You know, all this stuff. It's 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 really great anyway, to, to great see cover, how he cover. incorporates stuff like that, and this was no exception. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Castlevania Game Boy games were not anyone's favorite right. by any stretch, but love the music, definitely worth talking about. So uh, and, I was happy to share. Right, and you wanted to mention how they redid it. Right. Okay. So rebirth. So we're not going to be able to play this song uh, in the episode, but we'll definitely do a Facebook post after. So the first song of that block, uh, New Messiah, that that song was completely reworked and remade uh, and placed into another Castlevania game that would come out much later on the Wii. Ah. So the Wii and Konami actually had like a, a kind of partnership, and Konami was putting out like Rebirth series of some of their classic games. They had Contra Rebirth, Castlevania Rebirth, and they had uh, Gradius. Gradius. Yeah, yeah, Gradius Rebirth. Oh, nice. And so all of them were phenomenal. They were like top shelf, best in class. And uh, the Castlevania Ad- Adventure Rebirth was. A completely new game. It was not a remake, but it did star Christopher Belmont, who is the character that you play as in the Game Boy games. Okay. Um, and the I think the third level was a remake of that new Messiah tune. And I mean, it hit me like a train. Like when I first started playing that game and I got to level three, it blew my mind. I'm like, what the hell? What a deep cut. Oh my God. Like they pulled the one song off the Game Boy one that I like have loved since a kid. And it's just so metal. And the way that they, they remade it was awesome. So we'll definitely share that on Facebook and make sure to highlight that and everything. That game right there is definitely one of the games that I was really upset at the current like collection the Castlevania collection yeah. yeah it doesn't have the rebirth it game really and it's, it's needed actually, that it's kind of scary because that game straight up currently today is, is like vaporware it doesn't exist to buy anywhere oh, wow. yeah, so if, if you if you if bought you still it have it on, on your Wii, Wii you're good but if you didn't buy it and and you know don't have access to it that way like it cannot be purchased yeah because there's no Wii shop it doesn't so exist there's literally no way to buy it yeah, yeah. it's why I do have like, it um, a, they can't download it like digitally nope oh, nope wow. the, the Wii's like shop network got brought down so there's okay. no way so to access unless you those buy a used games. Wii with it already installed yeah, I guess so <laughs> right. that would be the only way so okay. it's pretty wild but hopefully I'm 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 crossing my fingers that Konami's working on a collection too for a lot Castlevania. of people have been talking about it with the, like the, yeah. the DS games and stuff yep. like that so, so that would be great I hope they do right. that um but yeah so that's a little bit about that well game, i hope they songs. don't oh. hesitate on getting it to your face oh <laughs> classic missed erection oh i never missed them oh <laughs> i mean it's right there it's right there uh, i put so. it right in your face bam slap <laughs> heads up watch out so uh so next up we have a block of tunes by the one the only the majestic Nintendo 25. That's right. The velvet voiced. Yes. The velvet voiced yes. soothing to the soul. So so introduce what we're going to be doing. Ladies here. and gentlemen, he sounds much better in person. Oh, that's that's a fact, Jack. He, owns he o- sounds good on my. He owns over 2 dozen copies of Silent Service for the NES. <laughs> Courtesy of All some right, guy. it's really 26 copies. That's still over 2 dozen. It is over two dozen. We're having a we're having an in studio selfie right now. My there head's go. gone. So usually it's only my chin. That right. one it's everything but. Oh wow! <laughs> everything but my chin. Everything but chin. Mm, everything but. Hey, hold on. Everything. Everything and right, butts. So uh, so yeah. While we're trying to pose for this photo, um, Nintendo will be talking about uh, Dracula X. That's right. Dracula X, which is a game for the Super Nintendo, and uh, it is a game that is kind of like a. It's not a remake or or anything. It's 
it's they like take a, elements from it's a, Rondo it's a of Blood. pulled back version of Rondo of Blood, which yes. is the game that was on the uh, the Turbo Duo. That's right. Wildly celebrated as like one of the best Castlevania <laughs> games. And this this game was like the Super Nintendo version of it. Right. So um so And yeah. I think it's very underrated. Right. Because a lot of people give it shit because well, it's not Rondo of Blood. Rondo of Blood is cl- clearly exactly. the, the best game out right. there. Right. For Castlevania. It's, it's, it's completely it's completely like kind of just pushed aside because everyone's like, oh, it's not as good. This this is definitely the version not to play, which is just wrong. Right? It's absolutely wrong. It's just I think wrong. it's bullshit. It, it's, bullshit. It's, it's fucking it's bullshit. bullshit. And like, I, I think that everything, like, that game is a great Castlevania game. And it the music is, is it's great It's fucking too. bullshit. Wait, no. No, it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yes. It's, it's wonderful. It is. It's, it's a boy, wonderful. is it wonderful. Yes. <laughs> right? Am I right? Very much so. So, uh, Ian, so if if I may be so bold, I think you're the man. Wonderful. All right. The no, no, no. Because then I gotta pay taxes. Uh, uh, man, wonderful. Yes. Boy, wonderful. Yes, to just boy, be. wonderful. I don't have to grow up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and in the Batman universe, Robin's not called the man wonderful. He's called the boy wonder. Exactly. <laughs> the man wonder would not go over well. Actually, actually, I, I would have been reading comics without the rules. Actually, interesting fact: Barbara Gordon, uh, Batgirl, yeah. she's some called the man Oracle, wonderful. She is the only person who calls Dick Grayson that. Dick, she calls him the thirty-something wonder, okay. or the man wonderful. Yeah, that's what she <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, nice. <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, so, so Nintendo, Nintendo yeah, right. is, is, is there anything else you want to say to introduce this um, block? Yeah, I mean, I think that the game itself is is awesome. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's not as good as Rondo of Blood, like we've mentioned, but I think it stands on its own. Totally. I think the mm-hmm. soundtrack Definitely. is top notch. Is like practically CD quality. Yeah, for yeah. a Super Nintendo, for, for a cartridge game. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's amazing, and I I think it's really unfair that. It's, not looked in a higher regard. Mm-hmm. Like, and it does a lot differently. Like the level design's totally different. Like they changed, yeah. the, you know, bosses and everything. The final yeah, boss I mean, is different. They, like, they it kept, does its own thing. I mean, they kept uh, some elements from Mind of Blood, like you know, the keys. Find the keys, mm-hmm. and you can like you can save Maria, mm-hmm. although you don't get the you user get the like in Rondo of Blood. And the other characters you don't get to save. I don't think. Right. I think so, it's yeah. just, I think it's just, just that one person. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think overall yeah, it's a fantastic game. If you take away like compare, it's like when a band gets a new singer and they have a really beloved singer. It's like all anybody can say is whether or not they're as good as the other singer. It's like, um, but are they good? Right. Like, right. right. You're good on their own. If you stop comparing it to the better, okay, yeah, it's objectively better. So what does that mean? If if Rondo of Blood is a is a ten and this is an eight point five, does that mean it's not worth your time? That's that's ludicrous. Right. right. I mean, it's I, mean a great I actually know people who have admitted to not playing Dracula X because they've heard that it's just a watered down version of. Rondo Which is fair, Which but is fair, it's like, but it's like it's well, how about playing yourself too. and yeah, and there are different levels and stuff, different right? levels yeah. and yeah, yeah. So I remember I, us making that comparison too about the Super Nintendo in general um, at that time when it you know was big. How the sound quality and the graphics were just mm. a little bit more better than the uh, other gen consoles that were mm. out at the same time. So yeah, that was also worth mentioning. I think one yeah. thing I think that was startling for me, honestly, because. You know, now we're comparing it to only Rondo Blood. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. Right? At the time, we were comparing it to a different game. We were comparing it to four because that's the one it, it came after. Right. We didn't we never have, got Rondo. We, Blood. Yeah, we didn't know about Rondo. So number four was a vastly different game. Yes. I think four is like such a standout game for the series. We're not none of us picked four, but it does have a very different soundtrack, a very different look. Mm-hmm. The graphics, the si- like the way that Simon looks in that game, like it's yeah, very amazing, different. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's more adult than all the other ones, or grown yeah. up at the very least. Yeah, yeah. and more then mature. like, and then we go to Rondo, which had anime stuff. So yeah. it it 
it was like a little bit jarring, I think, going from one to the other. So for me, it was like coming off four, not just it's a Rondo comparison. Right. But it was still a good game. I did prefer four, but yeah. also four was a game I played to death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an awesome game. It's an awesome sure. game. But this is like, you know, Ian and I were having this conversation off mic last night, actually, when you, when you came up about DuckTales. Yeah. It's like DuckTales we both loved like and played to death like billions of times. And you didn't even know there was they a They had DuckTales a second, a part two. I had no idea. Yeah, and I yeah. knew there was, crazy? and I played yeah. it, but I sort of just didn't care. It's like, I don't know what it was at the time. Like, sequels were cool, and sometimes I wanted them, and some other times it was like... I was a little bit lukewarm to them. Yeah. So, and well, you had yeah. that sequel rule back but then that, too. But that it was wasn't like the there was only a few of this good. game. Yeah. That was more me. Right. Okay. That doesn't mean that the game isn't you know totally. doesn't have value. Exactly. There's sometimes it's like a losing battle for for like sequels because you'll have the crowd that goes, "Oh, it's too different from the original, so fuck it," or it's like, "Oh, it's too derivative from the original, so fuck it." It's like, right. it's like the whatever, just play the game play and enjoy the game. it. Right. Yeah. right. So right. true. So yeah. true. Right. Totally. All right. So you want to get to the tunes? Let's get to the tunes. Let's All hear right. them. Let's do it.
So that was Bloodlines, which was the first stage from Dracula X, and Illusionary Dance, which is the one of the boss battles from the game itself. And I thought those were like awesome songs. Um, they're very really upbeat. I love the instrumentations of the the whole soundtrack in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, comparing it to Run of Blood, they're similar, but obviously. With the limitations of the Super Nintendo, they yep. sound slightly different because the instrumentations are different. Illusionary and, um, Dance sounded pretty close to me. Yeah, like that that right. boss theme felt pretty close. Right. So yeah, it's it's an it's an awesome soundtrack. Uh, I chose those two because I didn't want to pick Bloody Tears because everyone's heard that a million mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. or any other mm-hmm. the, the classics that we've heard a million times. I just wanted to give these two like a, a shout out because it's you don't hear people talk so much yeah. about it. even with right. with Run of Blood. Like you don't hear people talk about these songs, right? Nobody I talks just, about stage one, right? It's almost I don't overlooked. Talk about stage one, it's so good, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's funny because to me, that first song, Bloodlines, is Rondo. the song mm, for yeah. both Dracula and, X Dracula and, X, yep. and yeah. isn't isn't it also in Symphony? Don't they play that right at the beginning? And it even says Bloodlines. So yeah, so what's actually really cool about what you the did? Bam, 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 that bam. that song and the the boss fight theme that you chose are exactly how Symphony of the Night starts, which is perfect segue. Which makes We're sense. not done here, but but our next block will 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 tie right into that. But yeah, it's just kind of like a, a perfect way to uh, to bridge those two. But yeah, right. the the way Symphony of the Night starts is is it's, as if you was playing the end of, right, of uh, Rondo like, Blood or Dracula X because oh, okay. Symphony where where uh, Rondo Blood. Right. Left right. Off. Richter, you're going right. up With, the stairs, and you right. got, and you're Which, like, oh, this is a Richter game, and it's like, nope, no, just no, kidding, no. no. It's such a genius storytelling. I don't even know. So, how yeah, that it's, so it's Ian, really awesome. Yes. Ian, yes. I want to hear what you had to th- had what what you think about those two songs. What do you think? Of the last that just yeah. played, yeah, classic. I, I I like the classic feel a little more NES, more so than the other ones. You can hear the, oh, you can almost hear the pixels. <laughs> I can hear so, the pixels from here. You know, and it just it gives you that feel. And I think um, throughout most of the games, there's that fluctuation. They were trying to keep up with the times, uh, change a bit of the soundtrack, the equipment change, yep. uh, how things were composed. Were right. It's not just orchestration music like we have today. Now we have just music. Right. right. Exactly. This right. is yeah. still just, just with the limitations of the like you sound were saying, chips. like right. you were saying, Joe. Yeah. Like the sound chips. Like everything had its own limitations or whatever. But right. yeah, you could still hear the pixels. And, and, you can hear. I like that. And, and, to, to this day, I'm still amazed at how awesome the soundtrack holds. Honestly, up today. that like that intro guitar blows my mind. It's, no, yeah. that, that, that that twangy. It's like yeah, a twangy. The twangy. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, how did they get that with musicians in general? With a Super yeah. Nintendo yeah. sound chip, oh, yeah. I don't even understand. Well, the way the way the Super Nintendo worked, it was it's kind of cool. So like you know the NES and the Genesis, you had something that was uh, like basically a, a synthesizer in there that was generating, making either like you know little buzzes or whatever. The way the Super Nintendo worked is you had to upload into it. Uh, like small samples so you would take a sample of like a real guitar or a real you know you know string meow. section exactly you have your meow meow they loved horns meow. In that, on that system a lot they loved <laughs> horns uh, but no one's gonna say it uh-huh. I love lamp I know we literally just left the word they use they love horns and they're like they're so horny I don't know I yeah. figured, figured, so figured, so horny, <laughs> figured we're, we're usually on top of this stuff um, but you know let's, let's, I mean, I just, let's I not know. digress I just um, love I just love lamp. You love lamp. So uh, yeah. So the way that they did that is they must have sampled you know some kind of bass guitar and then right. you know brought it into there. Yeah. So yeah, you, you were able to get like much closer to CD quality sound, oh, but but not true recorded instruments from people in a studio or anything. It's right, interesting. Right. I don't, I don't want to obviously turn this into a five hour episode, but like yeah. 
It's like the X-Men games for Super Nintendo, the Capcom X-Men games are like, oh, yeah. what the hell were those? So it's worse. Like, bow, 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 bow. It's like, what the f- <laughs> what are these? And I like the, I love, yeah. I actually really like those soundtracks. It's an amazing soundtrack. Especially, especially. That's a great video game. It's yeah. Really. yeah. But yeah, the difference between yeah. Capcom but and Konami. A lot. Yeah. It, that's it, the it, difference. It just, it just depends on the person doing the, the sampling and the music and stuff. Like and you We know, actually you, brought that up too last night in the comparison again, talking off mic with Steve. Uh, the comparison between Capcom and Konami and just yep. the difference. Both titans of, of the industry, oh, yeah, right? No, no, like no, both incredible. Yeah. But, it's just but you can like, see those subtle and hear yep, those subtle right. differences. You know, the difference between like a Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo versus Dracula X. Exactly. And it's like those two games are great and have great soundtracks, but the way that they replicate instruments is totally different. Mm. Yeah, and it's funny, like one of the ones we always make fun of is uh, the Sunset Riders. Which is, which is which is Konami? Yeah, the or, the orchestra hit that they use, uh, I affectionately refer to as Burbank, <laughs> Burbank, because it just Burbank, like, Burbank. It's like what is that? I don't know. It's, it's the Burbank, it's the fucking Burbank sound. Like it's it, they're like it's an orchestra hit. I'm like that's nah, the man. sound it makes. That's that's what it sounds like in Burbank. It's, it's a it's a Pokemans. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Pokemans. <laughs> Burbank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I think that uh, that Konami just figured it out, and they had a really good sound on the Super Nintendo, which yeah. is yeah, awesome. definitely like and, one and of the best in the system. Dramatically sure. different from Castlevania Four. Oh man. yeah, Castlevania Four. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. it was mood music in Castlevania really Four. I mean, really, like, like Ian mentioned, music. it was more like adult. Yeah, it just had a darker feel to it. It did. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't sure. so anime, and it wasn't more. It wasn't about being like you know rocking vibes. It was more like that kind of sense of adventure, but also like really suiting it, the it, level. It brought you in. It really yeah. did bring you in the game, especially. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't too many surround sounds going around back then I mean obviously we were all kids then but if you got to hear it on a good system yeah. around it really sounded you could tell the difference yeah, I know, very, right. very immersive mm. absolutely right. and there was, there was a, there was actually I think that was one of the first along with I think Castlevania 3 that had songs that weren't really like about being catchy they were just like creepy yeah. or yeah. or like you know they yeah. very atmospheric right yeah, and, it, and it's yeah. like I think that's better for games in general when right. you kind of go for what Instead of just right. trying to make a, a good piece of music, right. when you actually think about the it, level and think about and that, yeah. the and that's the school like the, of thought for music now. Yeah, it's like the difference between like a soundtrack and a score. Yep, like a, a score there is like go. part of the experience. You're not like, going to listen to it. The soundtrack is like it's something that's on top that there just to kind of bop your head to Agreed. and stuff like yep. that. Right. Yep. Where like, like movies can have both. Movies right. can have both as like a separate score and a separate soundtrack, while video games kind of have to meld the two to, to, together in some ratio. Okay, right, right. Interesting. 100% agree with that. Yeah. And uh, I, I know you've said in the past, Boss Boss Rush, that uh, four is actually one of your favorite soundtracks. It really is, and mainly because it is so different. Because I just love like the different direction they took. Even though it was like really just the fourth entry in the series, it's still like they kind of really kind of just went off off the rails with it, and like yeah. they did something completely different. Yep. And I just yeah, I just always really really dug it. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, None of us pick four, game. but we'll have to. You know, we're talking like we can definitely share some. We can tunes. share some stuff on the yeah. Facebook group. There's only so much we can do in this right. one episode, but right. like the theme of Simon in that theme game, theme of Simon is yeah. is, is just it's unheard so of. Good. It's like it's the most. It's one of the most iconic, and it's and that, it's been in that, a lot. That's one of the only like non-atmospheric. That one's a jam. That one's a jam, and then mm. there's also you know a song or two later that are jams. But yeah, uh, well, they, there is there is Vampire Killer, and there is Bloody. Oh Tears. right, right, right. But yeah, yeah, as far as like original composition, there's there's a handful. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get into those some more. But um. Nintendo, how how you feeling? You want to anything else you want to say? Oh, I actually, think I'm good. Before I, mean, I before I forget that last song of that that three fur oh, was yeah, 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 uh, that yeah. was the, the first song from uh, Castlevania three. Yep, um, so yep. that's called Beginnings, and right. uh, it's one of those songs that 
it really it is such a uh, like a tentpole song in yes. the pantheon of Castlevania Love music. It. But yeah. like the name Beginnings is just it like almost I leaves my singular. brain. I think it's just Beginning. Beginning, and it just sort of like leaves my brain. But it's like, oh my god, yeah, that song. Like yeah. it's so good. It needs too. a better name. It's good. Right. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But, yeah. And of course sure. you hear it all the time because it's level one. Right. So every right. time you boot it up, you're gonna, you're gonna hear that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Shout out to that. It's definitely a good song to like start the game off with. Don't make me beg inning. All right, I won't. Fine. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, as, like, as, as I was like saying, as you know, we were playing it and listening to it, I was like, oh, man, I hear this song. I'm like 16 again, you know, playing this on the NES. It's, oh, like, yeah. It takes yeah. me back. It takes, takes you right me right back. back. It does. It's, yeah. it, it, sure. it's like a portal. I love it. It's a portal yeah. to the past. Um, other thing I want to mention about Castlevania 3, uh, so keep an eye out and an ear out. Uh, so what we just heard was from the Castlevania 3 as we got it on the Nintendo. So we're going to be playing... Here in the States. Yeah, in the States. So there will be another song from Castlevania 3 that's along with these blocks. And then... Uh, uh, so we have two other songs from Castlevania 3, basically. But what I'm trying to say is one of them will sound a little bit different. It'll have mm-hmm. like a little bit extra instrumentation there, a little bit richer, a little bit more je ne sais quoi, as Boss Rush Mode likes to call it... Robot farts. Robot farts. <laughs> uh, Actually, we're going to be a little more PC here. Robotic flatulence. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Robotic flatulence. Which is just a just a hair above just the pork hair. arena and the, uh, <laughs> the, pork, the, the scale arena. of like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the deal is, is that the... I'm going to be less PC and say electro-diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Electro-rhea. <laughs> Uh, so the deal with the robot farts is that uh, in Japan, Castlevania 3 got a version that came out on a different wait, system. Wait, wait. Hashtag robot farts. Okay, Hashtag robot farts. Okay, continue. 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 So in Japan, uh, the, the Castlevania 3 was released also on a system called the Famicom Disk System, mm. which was an add-on for the original Nintendo in Japan, known as the Famicom, mm. that would play like essentially floppy disk games. Uh, they were, you know, its own format. They weren't exactly what you had in the computer. But the deal was it had extra music channel. So there was there was there was another like channel that they could use. So essentially another instrument. And so there was some games, Metroid, Castlevania Three, um, you Zelda. know, a handful of Zelda. Yep, that had just a slightly different version of their soundtrack for Japan. So one of the versions of this Castlevania Three music will play. We'll point it out when it happens. It'll have a little extra robot fart in there. So giving you a little preface for that. Uh, but as of right now, we're going to hand it off to the boy Wonderful himself and uh, and hear a little bit about this next block of tunes. All right. Let me just straighten out my bullwhip here. Hey. Um, I, oh, chose, oh. <laughs> I chose two uh, songs from off of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, the PlayStation version. Um, and the reason why is because I, I actually this is this is one of my favorite Castlevania games. On top of the fact that it had a killer soundtrack, yeah, mostly. one of us absolutely. one of us had to pick this one. Yes. Absolutely, just Glad it was for absolutely sure. necessary. Glad it was for sure, yeah. And um, the two songs that I picked um, before I, I say the name of the songs I picked, and then I go into why. Right? You can do whatever the heck you All want. Right, man. So then we'll, I'll do that. I'll give the names of the songs, and then we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll listen, and then we'll talk a little bit about them. Um, I chose Dance of Pales and Dracula's Castle. Um, both were. Um, orchestrated. Yeah, I mean, this was CD quality audio, so it they were really able was. to record it, like well, real. Was, you know, this was the CD game. So yeah, this is a CD, CD game, game so, so they had they you know like Rondo. Oh, yeah, had and, real stuff. And the thing I like, I think, well, I'll talk about what I liked about it more after we uh, listen. But um, they were composed by um my <laughs> I don't know how to say her name. Michiru correctly. Yamane. Mi- Michiru, can you do that again? Sure, Michiru Yamane. There you go. That that <laughs> and um <laughs> that is her name and um. 
they came out in 1997, and of course, they came on the original Symphony of Night soundtrack. So, without further ado, let's give a listen.
in order of the way they were played, that was Dance of Pales, Dracula's Curse, and then Aquarius from the Famicom system. Um, both Dracula's Curse and Dance of Pales were from Symphony of the Night. Fellas, what do you think? Gives me, Fantastic. gives me the tinglies. Oh, the gives tinglies. me the tingly something fierce. Right. It's good. It's good. I like it. Good. He, he likes it. Yeah. Oh my God, Boss Rush really likes it. Did you guys hear yeah, that? Did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, that's like the most excited I've ever heard of. We almost crap. had to chain them down. Yeah, no, no, seriously, those are ridiculously <coughs> awesome tunes. Yeah, yeah. Man. Dance of Pales has got like such a haunting, you know, atmosphere to it, and the way it just like it perfectly accompanies the level that it's in. And that's what I was going like to bring. up. I'm glad you brought that up. It, the 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 level that it's in and the way it transitions with the music. It's timeless. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't care um, which version of you know Castlevania you like the most. In that moment, in that stage, with that music on, you can actually feel what these games are about. And um, I was kind of and these games are about ballroom fucking dancing <laughs> <laughs> or getting you know eaten by a vampire, right? Whichever comes first. Whichever comes first, because um, it, feel, it, feel, it just feels so like like enchanting, like the way Dracula tries to like lure you, lure you in. in. Yeah, but, no, like, but then there's enemies feel. all over the place that are gonna it's kill your boring. ass. Like it's just. It is a great piece of music, and it's it's got this waltz, this one two three, one two three, and it's just like like you're you're going in and out of these like you know ballroom kind of you know corridors or whatever, and then you got this big old you know giant courtyard with the moon, and you you see like the the way the PlayStation did the clouds, like oh, how yeah. the clouds and are like again, flying by, it's so oh, cool looking. It's like Mode Seven, but like clouds. I don't know, it's awesome. Cloud Seven, huh? Cloud Seven, yeah. <laughs> it's like I everyone goes on Cloud Nine, but I always go on Cloud Seven because everyone's on Cloud Nine. Then my anxiety kicks in, so I go back to. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not as nice. I mean, the, the bars close way earlier, but you know, it's, but, you know, but it's, it's a cloud. There's a lot less people. There. It's, a, it's a nice cloud. Cloud Seven's a decent cloud. But um, and then Dracula's Curse. I was um, as I was listening to Dracula's, it again, Dracula's Castle. Dracula's Castle. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't yep. know why. I'm thinking of uh, the third game. Yeah. But um, Dracula's Castle. As I'm listening to it, and I kind of alluded to this, uh, looking at the poster, I was thinking of the uh, Castlevania One. Uh, like cover box. art yep. as I was listening to Dracula's Castle and it's like you can feel mm-hmm. that cover mm-hmm. like it just feels correct it's, it's the you can spe- feel those muscly Belmont thighs <laughs> <laughs> and that sword strapped Actually, to his leg he doesn't even no. use <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you can't uh, your man's wearing a loincloth oh, oh I do some slack. Oh. The, there, yeah there is something to be said about how that like it just perfectly like embodies what you want when you first start playing a game like exactly. you, you walk in the first area and it just gets you so psyched and, and you can feel it, it has the spirit that of adventure castle kind of yep you can hear it. you can yep. actually hear the way that the castle's you know i'm supposed to look in the game and i like that looted and one thing that i found um very interesting about this young lady as she's as she was the one who composed this and um, created this music is again like i was saying before how you can hear the pixels and this it wasn't so much that you can hear the pixel but you can hear the older Castlevanias kind of in that soundtrack, in the mm-hmm. Symphony Night soundtrack. Like it was something that was completely of its own, but you knew it was Castlevania. It holds right. the other games in reverence. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't steal like music from no, it. No. But it, it takes that like what made the original games it's have got like that have flavor. that sound. There it, you yeah, go. It does. Boss said it best. It's got the flavor. It's got it, that flavor. It's so true. It tastes like wall turkey. That's it. It tastes like wall turkey. <laughs> Have a good piece of wall meat. Who's Walter Key? <laughs> There's a lot of food in that Symphony of the Night, too. Holy shit. There's so oh much God. food. Yeah. There's so much everything in it. I think that was the only thing I didn't like about it because I wasn't a farmer. And I think we kind of talked about this so many items. off mic. And it was just like such a big game. It is, a, so it is a farm heavy game. Yeah. It, because you can go through it and get whatever you get. Yeah. And and, and which is fun, too, because like that's like... I I think before everybody realized the whole farming aspect was a thing, right. people are just going through it 
And I remember having this experience where I would talk to boss rush mode and we had vastly different weapons, vastly different equipment. And it's not even it's like, like we're both playing the same game. Yeah, right? we're playing the yeah. same game for the same amount of time. And it's like, oh, I have this amazing sword. This is the best sword in the game. He's like, oh, no, I have this amazing sword. That's the best sword in the game. It's like we both didn't have the other's sword. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just because some of them are so rare. You do have to farm. So And it comes with play style, too, I think, a little bit. I think that the weapons were interchangeable that way as yep. well. If you have a certain, like, I mean, I like to run through enemies and charge in so power heavy weapons right like the uh, quick shorter. slashes yeah like those get were them probably my go-tos whereas if you were a different style player you could yeah like later weapons. i always liked the arc swords that went arc going over your head and forward oh yeah that wasn't really as much in in cast in symphony of the night but like later games that like starting with uh aria of sorrow for yeah. sure yeah. like the the, yeah, the game the game boy uh, what was the, the the grim solace the, or the claim solace the claim solace yeah it was my favorite Favorite sword in those in those Game Boy and the DS ones. And yeah, because it would allow always you to like, like, hit stuff to above find you that. too. Whereas yes. like the fast ones are just like a quick stab. Yeah, you can get, the, yeah, you can get little... the candle you're, as you're going past. Like, <laughs> just ah, destroy wow. everything. Yeah. And it just looked humongous and badass while you were using oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yep. there's that quality as well. So cool. so so true. Yeah. I mean, that that Symphony of the Night was a game that had so much to give, and I mean, I think I was still figuring out items and weapons and things I had never seen like five years past when that oh, yeah, game yeah, first no, came there's out. There's no way you it's, play it's through unreal. this game the first two or three times and get everything. Yeah, you don't see everything. So that's like, right. it's just so cool. I think still to this day, haven't been a uh, Castlevania game that's as like comprehensive with just how much there is to see. Like oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just, like oh, yeah. a lot of games are very good and maybe better gameplay wise for some, but man, just like the discovery of the Symphony death, yeah. of the Night is yeah. like crazy. Well, it's funny because it just came out for the phones. And so a lot I of people just came out like last week. Yep. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of people. I'm on some Castlevania groups and a lot of people are posting pics from their phones about getting certain items and certain things, whatever. And it's amazing. People are talking about farming the schmooze and getting the, getting the, the, getting the Chris the, Agrim, the Chris Agrim yeah. and, and stuff. And it, Chris Agrim. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, all these things that like, it's like, oh yeah, there's that. And there's yep. that. And, and like, it's just, it's just awesome. It's mm-hmm. uh, so many people are like, I never got this before. I didn't know this was the thing. Yep. I never really figured out how to use the shield rod. Yeah. You shield know? rod is one of the coolest weapons in that game, man. There is like a ton of different shields that you pick up and you use them to just like, you can hold the second attack button and block stuff with it. But there's like one weapon you find called the shield rod. And if you do like a street fighter fireball motion, when you use it, it like triggers a magic spell depending on what shield you're wearing. Oh wow! And there's like twelve different shield spells. That like, usually you dope. just don't even use the shields. Yeah, You're yeah. like, why am I going to use right. this? You're like, I'm just going to put another stuff. weapon on the other hand. See, I've actually played um, almost up to the end of this game. I've never actually beaten uh, Symphony of the Night myself, but I've actually played up to the, uh, the end a few times, and I never knew that. Again, with the not farming, I yep. have no idea about the, the right. You feel like you shields. never saw that weapon. Like, yeah. why? Why would you even try it? Right. right. It's pretty wild. Pretty then cool. Even if you do try, you hit the button, you, you swing it. It's like okay, you, right? Who's, like who's gonna think to do like a quarter circle forward? Uh, 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 right. Hadouken, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. with this with this rod. Exactly. I mean, it's it's not like that's part of any other piece of that game. Like you're not. No other weapons have moves. Yeah. You just you swing them. I mean, yeah, you it. have spells that incorporate that, but those are like completely different things. Right. Right. And, and, right. and plus those whole like. Street Fighter from Capcom kind of popularized those type of moves too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they might not have invented them per se, but they definitely made them popular. Oh, yeah. Right, absolutely. right, right. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So that's, I think that's what we'll talk Amazing. about. Amazing. And the third song, the, the third bonus song, song was Aquarius. Yeah, so, so yep. yep. That was Aquarius from yes, the Castlevania from 3. Castlevania, the Famicom. 
Yep. And that had the robot farts? Robot farts. So yes. this was from the Famicom Disk System. And as you could see, it had that buzzy, that yeah. like... It wasn't vroom, as vroom, robot farty as some of the other tunes in that soundtrack, but it's still there. It's still there. The it's still, it's still there. <laughs> and I, they, I, were, I, they were just silent but deadlies. You're like, oh, you just soiled your That wasn't very silent. No, I mean, you can. You know, it's. I mean, it makes itself known. It's hard to pronounce a silent fart. It just doesn't smack you in the face right away. It's like a... <laughs> Just a gas bomb dropping. Another poison, we... poison mist. Yeah, <laughs> gas on cloth. Retro ride octopus for all your fart onomatopoeia needs. <laughs> all your fartfully, come here. Fartfully, <laughs> fartfully yours. Um, yeah, so so that's what we'll we'll leave that. Uh, so that block will then transition us to Parasite Steve's block of music. Right, and the composer is the same person, Michiru Yamane. So like this woman is amazingly prolific. I'll talk about it more later, but she really made her career on this series. She's mm -hmm. really intrinsic intrinsically linked to Castlevania yep. in the same way that Ayami Kojima became with the with the arts, yep. the art, the portraits and stuff that exactly. she started on the series with Symphony of the Night. Mm -hmm. oh. And now she's been, you know, basically she was the one who started all that, you know, like androgynous sort of looking these these characters and stuff that people just adore, me included. I mean, it's great. It's it's become part of the series, but the original stuff didn't look like that. The original stuff was like barbarian looking, right? Conan, exactly, like Conan the Barbarian looking guys. I mean, I'm looking at the Castlevania One poster. It's just Arnold as Conan, right? Oh yeah, totally. You know, so Going now cloth, now yeah. it's very different, and I think that you know that's it's the same sort of a thing. This woman was on so many different games, but let's uh, let's let's play some music. I'll shut up for now, and it is uh, I chose. Uh, what I, f I feel just like Nintendo picked, you know, Dracula X because it needs a little bit of love. And then 8-Bit, you picked Belmont's Revenge. Needs a little bit of love. I think this game needs a little bit of love. So it's Castlevania Curse of Darkness, uh, which was for the PS2. And it was uh, one of the two PS2 Castlevania games. And it was the second one. I, I really enjoy this game. And I personally think that the soundtrack is one of the most underrated soundtracks. I think it Agreed. is basically amazing from top to bottom and there's like over 50 tracks so that's really mm, saying something it's insane yeah so of those 50 tracks here's two <laughs> four percent of the soundtrack <laughs>
Oh boy, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. I certainly, I certainly did. I certainly, uh, did. I certainly did. It was good. It was good. Shirts and I certainly, certainly did. did. I pantingly did. All the things. All the all the articles of clothing. Right. All the garments. <laughs> I. Um, so that was, those are two songs from Castlevania Curse of Darkness released, which was actually first released in North America mm. hey, on yeah. November 1st, 2005. It came out later that same month in Japan, but we got a first by uh, like a month. Uh, like Lament of Innocence that came right before it, Curse is an action adventure 3D hack and slash that uh, was kind of like building on what they were trying to do with Castlevania 64 mm-hmm. that they sort of failed. Um, right. Although that game does have its fans. Um, yeah. you know, it, it's, 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 it, it does neat things, but the technology was really yeah. limited with and the N64. Yeah. The controlling, the, the controls, controls were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Did it feel, did it feel like you guys, to you guys, that the 64 in general kind of just was a little bit off the rails. It just was going in a direction, but it didn't really. Right. Because you're right mark. on that cusp of new technology. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we're getting, so we're getting just polygons, yep. but we're also getting full Exploration. Yep. Yeah, and, and the way you, yeah, the way you moved your guy around felt kind of. Remember the Mario weird. game where you yeah. can actually look around. The sure, I mean series. Mario sixty four is amazing. It's like the yep. first time you could ever do that. Crash Bandicoot was similar, and that came out a little bit before. But Crash Bandicoot right. is still all hallways. All oh, yeah. hallways. So that's all how they. Hallways. Yeah. But every so company Mario sixty four, you go anywhere. So yeah. Every company's trying to figure out how do you yeah. program three D space at the same time, and so clearly mm-hmm. in sixty four Castlevania wasn't right. quite there. And yet. we we <laughs> thought that we're like, oh my god, if they do a Castlevania game that's like Mario sixty four. It is going to be the best game oh, that's yeah, ever absolutely. existed. Only it wasn't. And that, that's okay. But so Lament of Innocence was on the PS2. That was definitely better, in my opinion, than Castlevania 64. For sure. And, and then we had um, uh, Curse, Curse of, Darkness, of Darkness, which I think was just a, a really good game. A yes. very solid game. Yes. Uh, so the, the neat thing I thought I always loved about this is that it's actually set in the year 1479, which is three years after the events of Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, which is my favorite game ever on the NES. Get to build that rich lore. Yeah, so that means this take takes place not at the time of Sa- Simon Belmont, but Trevor, Trevor Belmont and Sypha and Alucard and all that stuff like from the Netflix show and all that stuff, but they just aren't in the game. Trevor's in the game. So it's really, really cool. You know, you think like, oh, well, that means Trevor's the hero, but he's not. They created a new character who is a uh, Hector, the Devil Forge Master, who is also in the and the Netflix series from season two and season three. Uh, and this uh, in the game, he he's he's a little bit less of a punching bag, though. He's he's yeah. kind of a more of a, a more of a total badass. But he actually was uh, a character that worked for Dracula. So he's a devil forge master. It's like, well, what is that? I don't know. He makes monsters or something. But, uh, you know, they came up with this this whole class. They're like, you know, trying to be as unique as I think they thought. Yeah, they and it's be. a cool role. And, you know, it's a neat idea to say, all right, this guy's a bad guy. Now, they kind of sort of did that with Cornell, the werewolf character. Yeah. Now, that game was called what? That was like the redo of N- the N64 one. Right. And that's uh, like Castlevania. I can't remember what something that Darkness. Or it's... It's like some. You're right. It is something darkness. It's something dark. Boss like, rushes yeah. on it, but we. Uh, yeah. So like that was the same idea of like this is a guy who worked for Dracula, okay. but then sort of turned and is now a good guy and going against Dracula. So Hector was uh, was an interesting character, but guess legacy what? of darkness. A legacy of okay, darkness. Yeah. Okay. So like you know. You have Trevor Belmont, who, guess what, still thinks that you're on the other side. You were a guy who worked for Dracula. So Trevor is the antagonist at like for most of the game. He's hunting you, but really, you're both good guys. Um, so that was a really interesting dynamic. I loved that. And Trevor has always been my favorite Belmont uh, just because I love three so much. So, you know, seeing him 
drawn by Ayami Kojima and redesigned and all the stuff. That redesign, that design of Trevor, like that Trevor, a million times better than the way he looks in the Netflix show. I think he looks cool in the Netflix show, don't get me wrong, but I just love his design. I love, I love that, you know, he still had brown hair, which he does in the Netflix show. But like so many characters after Alucard just had white hair. Almost all of them. Right. And then you it's got like, like oh, Simon's redesign where he has like red hair. He has hair, bright red hair. And it's just so different. Yeah. So, so weird. And it's like, God, they, they should just have brown hair. They started with brown hair. Can we just have, what's wrong with brown hair? Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I love it. It's not anime enough. Yeah. It's not anime <laughs> enough. I love that he, his, his colors were all sort of more earthy and, and it fit the way he looked in the original Sprite. I mean, you know, there wasn't a lot of detail in that original Sprite, but he was all browns and stuff. And uh, anyway, so just uh, pretty neat. Uh, to the music, uh, that first song is that I played is actually called Legendary Belmondo, which is the theme from the first boss fight uh, where you fight Trevor. So that's actually Trevor's theme, I guess, kind of in, in that game. But it's when you fight him. And it's also a yeah. great callback to the credits of Castlevania 1 where they misspell Simon's name as Simon Belmondo right. in the credits. It's hilarious. So yeah. it's like, oh, it's legendary Belmondo. That's great. Right, Big right. So that, that's We're definitely gonna, one of... You to, I'm going to need you to say that like Steve said it. Legend? Okay. Oh, what? Do it. What? Simon Belmondo? You want me to say it like that? Belmondo. Simon Belmondo. Thank you. Simon Belmondo. Simon Belmondo. That's awesome. And that's basically, uh, I think it's like the second most metal song in the whole soundtrack. I really, really loved it. And uh, I think it's an amazing boss, boss fight. Yeah, it's definitely boss song. fight music. Um, oh yeah. Makes you really following get that tense. is a, is a song that was a, I just love how I love how freaking tasty the bass is in that song. It's called boom, Followers boom, of Darkness boom, 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 the First. Boom, 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 and there's actually three versions of Followers of Darkness on the soundtrack. They are all pretty different, but kind of, you know, variations on a theme. And uh, that was uh, the, the soundtrack to the level of the Tower of, of Eternity, which was in was it was like one of two optional towers. They each had like 50 levels each. And uh, I don't know. This is just the soundtrack to that. And uh, I just really love it. And I love the way that they there's that little bit. I don't know if you guys caught it. There's a little tiny bit of bloody tears in there. Mm-hmm. They worked in. It's a little bit different. It's that that little. But they they played a little bit different. Mm. And they, it's a it's variation a on the theme. You're like, I know what yep. you're doing here. I see yeah. what you're doing there. Yep. And of course, this woman, as we mentioned before, Michiru Yamane. And she is just amazing. Let me let me just rattle down a list of games that she worked on she's primarily known for like i said for this series she also worked on um the rocket knight adventure games all the original and sparkster i mean super good soundtracks also by konami yep yep and so she did like other games for sure but she worked on nine different castlevania games she scored uh castle starting with castlevania bloodlines for the genesis she did symphony of the night harmony of dissonance aria of sorrow the sequel dawn of sorrow lament of innocence Curse of Darkness, Portrait of Ruin, Order of Ecclesia, and both of the spiritual successor games, the Bloodstained series, the the Curse of the Moon, which was the NES-styled sort of game that they put out first, and then the main game, which was Ritual of the Night. She did songs for both of those games. So really, really fun. She's amazing. She, you know, clearly, she, so she's classically trained, Yep. Um, and it shows. And, and clearly it has, it certainly uh, shows, because it's know, not... 
it's not just one type of yeah. music she's writing. Oh, it's like right, it's right. all the spectrum of of like you know yeah, you musical can go styles, from metal to yeah. classical to ballroom, right, yeah. right she, to like some kind of jazzy stuff. Like oh, there's yeah. some real funky stuff in symphony. She's too. absolutely amazing. But unfortunately, I've heard a lot of people, and it's the same problem with like oh like uh, uh what's what's the N64 one that's like the watered down version of um. Rondo of Blood there. I'm, I'm oh, oh wait, Dracula X for the Super Yeah, Dracula X. It's like, oh, well, whatever. Dracula X is only like an 8 out of 10 instead of a 9.5 out of 10, so fuck it. People are saying the same thing about the soundtrack to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Okay, it's not as good as Symphony, so fuck it. It's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, just because right. it's not Symphony doesn't mean it's not, it doesn't have value. Right. Like, and like, it, right, yep. And, and I, get, I do get that, you know, having something that good and then having it proceeding, it, it does make it a little bit different to be able to judge, but everything has to be on it, I think, its own level. and. Exactly. Take everything at its own right. taste. It's still freaking amazing. Uh, absolutely. So now I felt like this was a game that a lot of people don't really talk about, and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't really talk about the soundtrack. So don't. for those of you who weren't familiar with those songs that I played, what, what did you guys think? I thought they were awesome. I loved them. Pretty, um, pretty, totally pretty heavy. I, I, I haven't actually played it. Um, myself, but I felt like I was in the boss fight mm-hmm. listening to it. Like it yeah. really, it's, you, you it's boss need, fight music. It's like you really need is. no context to know what no, that you is. Know, right? You know, yep. you know, you know, this is going down. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. love that. Yeah, I've, I've played this game back in the day, and yeah, those, those songs were pretty rad then. They're rad now, and I just dig them. Great choices. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, I've never actually played them because at that point I was like all set with 3D Castlevania. I just felt like they could never get it right because mm-hmm. I did not like the two for the N64. I did not like. The, the first one for the PS2. The and the yeah, yeah. I thought it was just boring as hell. Really it, repetitive. It tried to go for like a God of War kind yeah, of Yeah, they're trying thing. to go for it. It's just, that just wasn't for me at all. And I, and I just kind of skipped over this one. The, the best one. I mean, it's like, it's still not like a 10. Right. You know, it's I, not. I would, I would say it's like a solid 8. I mean, I kind of like after like, hearing, really after good. hearing these songs like, I, I want to like give it a shot yeah, honestly yeah. the really soundtrack I same, swear exact to God, same. it's amazing it's like yeah. 50 songs and almost everyone is great yeah. and then like yeah. as he was explaining the the, the uh, correlation between Trevor and the character and the character what was the main character from Hector, Hector. Hector. and as he was um kind of explaining Puppy. the relationship and I felt it like I was like oh, I gotta play this game <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was the story's good here with a longing yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> I gotta well, go through and this and there's, uh, there's a really there's a, a few really fun mechanics they introduced that were only in this game and it's the concept of the uh, the innocent devils was one of the big thing like he's a devil forge master so he makes these good monsters and they're called innocent devils and you can make new ones and then upgrade them and transform them into it's almost like Pokemon like yeah. they evolve like naturally so you start and, with like a rock guy and then you make him into a big giant rock guy and there's branching pet like you can yeah. be like okay do you want to evolve him in this direction or this one and then you know each each individual starting one has maybe like four or so final potential mm-hmm. forms it can take ah. and they all got different moves like some, right. them, awesome. some of them might heal you some might do projectile right. damage like so there's you can, so much to you it you can use your innocent devil at all times like so you just put it out and it's out out there as an npc following yep. you around so you know it's like i choose you it's Pikachu. like the familiars from uh, symphony right right yeah okay oh, yeah okay. it's like cool. that right yep. but there, there's also the steel mechanic and there's there's a lot of stuff with like blocking and learning different enemies have like ways that you can steal items from them and some enemies will just give you like a potion or whatever yeah. but a lot of enemies have like 
specific items that you can only get by stealing from them and that is linked to the crafting system right where like you know you got games where you're just you got you know just one whip that's your whole deal but much like symphony there's so many weapons in curse of darkness that like are, are completely unique right like there's there's like one that's like a lightsaber which like is like super hard to get you got to steal from death and it's not like, ju- well death gives you the scythe or the or the but, scythe but, but there's so a lightsaber like, it's one not, too it's farming adjacent it's not pure farming so i think you might have fun with it ian like yeah. you know it's not just oh i'm gonna kill a million schmooze for two hours until he drops the chrysogram like right you know it's 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 different you learn how to steal from the item from the enemy because they have like a loop they'll do a, the if you i think it's like you had to block one of their attendants they would do a little bit of an animation but it was different for every mm-hmm. enemy and bosses mm. bosses had the same thing but guess what if you beat the boss and didn't steal and didn't get the thing Tough shit. You missed wow. it. Yeah. You gotta See, play the game that. again. That's real gaming. The yeah. missable, That's the missable, like super worthwhile right. things. Yeah, to like get. every yeah. enemy you had, you have to find each enemy's particular opening for you to steal. You can't just like walk up to him and try to steal a like willy nilly. No, yep. there was a, a like a like a mode, motive to it or not a motive like a just a way about it that you, you have to there find a their particular to the, opening to, to the whole then you could try mechanic. to steal and yeah. then you could get you know some of the items right so so they made it like almost you know this study where each individual enemy you got to learn their moves and like you would you'd highlight you know lock onto them or whatever and once they made themselves vulnerable in a way the the, the icon would like gl- glow or like change a little bit and sometimes it was like a split second how did this game look very good, honestly. Like I watched some some playthroughs of it, just gearing up for this episode now, mm-hmm. and and I was I was like, yeah, no, this. I mean, it's PS2, right? But it looks good. Right, it looks good for the PS2. I remember, it's not like I remember so ugly, the commercials, I but I never got a chance to actually look at any of the mm-hmm. gameplay outside of the advertising. So I was wondering if you guys had. So you know, awesome. you know, it's it's a funny. Game. Now we're at that day and age where we look back at these older older consoles and be like, oh, that was good for its time. Mm-hmm. When at the time it was like. Fucking this is mind good. blowing. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. No, yeah. I, I, like, I just like, like, Newcastle like, like with the, the like, original PlayStation, right. like, oh, these games look fantastic. The polygons are really cool, and now we look back, it's like, wow, they're actually pretty freaking ugly now. Yeah. And it's wild to think. But you like, were on that. You were on that cusp. It's mm, like I said, you know, with the N sixty four. It's yeah. being on the razor's edge. The bleeding edge is like, it's cool when you're there, but looking back to it, it's like, ooh, it's the yeah. worst version of the new technology. Right. Like, I used right. to be there. Right. <laughs> like, like with the um. With uh, the N64 Legend of Zelda games, you had the Wind Waker, and then you had the Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of like, oh, adult, it's more adult Link, so we like this better. And it's like, you know, it's still polygons. It's like, hey, whatever. Like, you know, Wind Waker looks too cartoony, blah, blah, blah. Looking at it now, which one looks better now? Wind Waker still looks amazing right. today, and uh, Ocarina of Time is showing its age. Right. Yeah. yeah. So people people complaining about that. I mean, stuff, I, yeah, I don't like. I mean, I don't like that stylized thing in, in a Wind Waker. But right. But it holds up. But it holds up. Right. As a right. piece of art, like it still looks like you know quality the, the artwork. Shaded, it doesn't look the like Ooh, this is really limited. Right. It's just not time. your sensibilities. But exactly. It was done. It, it was, was done, done well. well. And I, I'm with you. I don't. Really, I don't personally like the look of that game. But yeah, it it looks. It yeah. still to this day does hold up. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like, ooh, this looks really dated. Yeah. yeah. Right. So just real quick, the, the item uh, that was like the one I remember in the final boss of the game, I believe was death. Am I wrong on that? I think he was I, the second I, to last boss. I, but I, he, well, he's like, always, so he's always the second to last boss in Castlevania right before Dracula, but there was one of the games where he was the final boss. Maybe it is this one. And it might have been this one, but it might not have been. It wasn't but, Lament of Innocence. Wasn't it Zobek and Zobek turned out to be death and then he was like actually the last boss? Hmm. Wasn't that how that went? Zobek is from Lords of Shadow. Or, okay. There is a there is a now, Z Lords of Shadow guy, was from, yeah. Zed from Curse of Darkness. Okay. Now, now Lords of Shadow super- was for PlayStation 3. 
Okay. Yeah. Lords yeah of that Shadow, was the yes. reboot, but and uh, of, of course we're gonna, of we're, we may get to that shortly. Yeah. But uh, just real quick, the last last bit on stealing. Uh, so don't do it. It's wrong. Deaths. <laughs> when you fought death, he was amazing. By the way. Yeah, like the yeah, best, that, the Kate, best the, version the, of the character. Holy, he think. took up the whole screen. He was so so incredible, and he was a really really tough boss fight. And you would it was really tough to get that moment where you could steal because it got to the point where you would recognize it no matter what the enemy or the boss you would see that they were doing the thing that you can steal that from, you could right? steal <laughs> right. And so the thing that you could steal from him was was called Death's Pulse, mm. and Death's Pulse was this material you needed to craft Death's Scythe. So if you didn't steal from death, you couldn't make it. You could have all the other stuff, but tough shit. You didn't, you didn't steal from death and you can only have one shot at it. So I remember doing, I must've, even after figuring out how I could beat him, I still kept forcing myself to do it over and over and over until I stole and was able to make the side. All right. See, that does it. That clinches it. I got to play this game. I've, 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 Almost did as much as Parasite but I must have tried this a million times. I could never, ever get it. Never once. So I still, to this day, have not been able to do it. But this is definitely a game I'd like to go back to and try again. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd like to get it. Sure, I, sure. I wish so much they would put it I onto still like PS3 or PS4. PS2. I think my brother has it too. So, huh? But anyway, that's that's Curse of Darkness. So uh, Awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, oh, that's right. The bonus song. Right. The bonus song, which uh, which you were you know alluding to with the second song that you picked with having some of that bloody tears in there. We wanted to play the original bloody tears, which debuted in Castlevania two um, Simon's quest. So that that song is, again, iconic. It's like one of the two songs you always think that of you, with, with Castlevania. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's just oh, it just gives you chills. And um, and so that that was from Castlevania two, which, uh, you know, really small soundtrack. That game has, I think, like six songs total. Oh, wow. You just hear the same yeah. ones over and over and over yeah, again. Because that was like the town in the daylight, I believe. It wasn't the town. It was just like the walking, like when okay. you're out of the, So yeah, there's like town song, moving around in the day, moving around in the night, oh, okay. in a mansion. And then there was like fighting <laughs> okay. a boss in the credits. Moving it's like around in a that's mansion. It. Yeah. That's it. It's like the smallest soundtrack ever. Um, but yeah, really cool. But they were all amazing. They were. I know not yeah. a single bad yeah. song on them. So hey, I guess right. quality over quantity. Uh, but yeah, so next up, we're going to round off this segment with uh, one Mr. Boss Rush mode. Yeah, so I picked a couple of tunes. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the name of the game. It's Lords of Shadow. We're going to go right into that. It was for the PS3. Uh, I'm not going to give you too much more info right now, so we're going to kind of get into the song. So I hope you enjoy this next set of CV tunes. <laughs> Thank you. 
Place. The first two songs you heard were Goblins of the Bog and Waterfalls of Agartha. And uh, what was that third one there, Adrian Alchemy? That third one there is Stream from Castlevania Three, oh. Dracula's Coice. Yes, yes, Coice. Hopefully you all enjoyed those songs. I think we all enjoyed those songs. What do you guys say? Absolutely. Absolutely. They are way different than our normal fare for Castlevania music, right? Yes. Yes. Much more uh More like you were saying the difference between a score, score and a soundtrack. And a soundtrack. soundtrack. This was a score. Mm-hmm. This felt like movie, you know, yeah, sound. Definitely movie quality. Yeah. 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 And it... it it's that vibe. And it that felt first more storytelling. One. Yeah, that right. first it one. Was... You, you you said and you're like, I feel like I'm being chased. Yeah, no, I yeah. did. The second it came on, I had to look yeah. around for a second. Like, yeah, like <laughs> the other uh, couple. Yeah, that was right. That was right before I stopped chasing you. <laughs> well, that did help. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was just that's that, that's Parasite Steve's back. He wants to make you feel immersed in what you, what's going on. Get in the bag. It definitely yeah. worked. That's really all I ever go for. Just I want everybody to be immersed, a moist. He goes for a moist. A moist. I'm a moist. <laughs> I'm a moist. <laughs> yes. A moist. Yeah, those, those first two pieces came from the video game Lords of Shadow, released in 2010 mm. for the... Uh, a moist. Yeah, a the moist. moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> the moisturizer. For the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and it would come out in 2013 Another on Another Castlevania I have not played. Oh, it's, yeah, a, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I was, I didn't get a chance to play through the entire thing leading up to this episode, but I played through a good chunk of it, and the graphics are still hold up pretty well. Yeah, well, yeah. it's still a I very mean, for a PS3, yeah. it's yeah. pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's technically <laughs> just last gen, but even in a lot of you know PS3 games, you can like, okay, mm, no, you can rough. definitely see the difference. But no, yeah. this this still pretty holds up pretty well. Uh, yeah. Developed by Mercury Steam, some additional development helped out by Kojima Productions. Uh, published by Konami, Kojima. obviously. Kojima. The composer, I apologize ahead of time for butchering this name, but Oscar Arajo, A-R-A-U-J-O. So. Close enough. Close enough You rolled an R in there. Yeah, it sounded good. Sounded, even if it wasn't, it was damn yeah, good like, attempt. Like, good attempt, I would Can you say that again? Uh, in this game, um, you took control of a character named Gabriel Belmont, oh, and okay. uh, he was voiced by Robert Carlyle. His wife, Marie, voiced by Natasha... Mecklehone? I can't read my own handwriting, but you people can look it up because I suck. <laughs> Pan was Alexander Mikic, M-I-K-I-C. I have no idea how to pronounce that. And, of course, Zobek by Sir Patrick Stewart. who And they all did phenomenal jobs. It was really oh, yeah. well voice acted. This yeah. Now, what was the Belmont's name in this one? Gabriel. 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 He came after Trevor? Actually, this Before. was supposed to be like... Um, Almost like a reboot of the whole series, where it's supposed to be like start everything. Oh, right, so like before pretend Simon nothing so existed. Before everything. Yeah. All, all, yeah, all that stuff is a different universe. Right. Oh. Lords of Shadow is a self contained reimagining. It's a new, new number one. He does not fit uh, in the same universe so as anything that came before. And then right. in the second one, you find out there's actually a new version of Trevor and Simon and Alucard. Oh. And Theodore. In this game. And Alvin. And I Dave, like I miss so much. Yeah, dude, there's the so much Castlevania, this? dude. Yeah, I think it was God of War. I think it was God of War. Bottom there. God of War. Yeah. yeah, God of War. God of War. God of War. <laughs> yeah, this game does play a lot like God of War, but in a way that doesn't feel like it's just a ripoff. Like it, okay. it does enough of its own. So stuff. it's reminiscent right. without yep. being over. It, but it's it got some weapons. Its, yeah, it's it got... definitely wears its inspirations on its sleeve. Like you said, God of War, like Shadow of the Colossus, maybe a little bit of Bayonetta with you know some of the combat. Okay. Not, not that it's hand to hand, but you know a lot of the. Whippy, mm-hmm. weaponry, combo kind of stuff. A lot stuff. of block guards moving around. Yeah. yeah okay. All right, but, definitely. Yeah. Gonna, it was a pretty fun game. I enjoyed it a lot. It was definitely the best of like the 3D Castlevanias, as, you know, as far as I'm concerned anyway. Well, it's already, I can tell it's got a kick-ass soundtrack. So yeah, definitely it gonna does. Try it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, yeah, the composer did a very good job with it. Um, as a matter of fact, I have some info about him that um, I'd like to bring up here for... 
Let's see. He was nominated in the International Film Music Critics Association for Breakout Composer of the Year, and he actually um, won Best Original Score for a Video Game or Interactive Media that year. I can't nice. The, the notes don't list what year that was, but I'm guessing 2010 since that's when the right. game came out. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. So One other thing I thought um, that game did really well was every time you killed an enemy, it would like add an entry into a like a bestiary where you'd right. be able to go. And like it wasn't just like a throwaway thing. They would have this amazing like hand-sketched artwork of each oh, enemy wow. yeah. in, like, in like tons of background yeah. information, like just for the nerds, like right. for the people who wanted yeah. to get way really? into the nerds. Because right. when you boot up this game, it brings up this really ornate tome. And you know, you, when you press that, it opens up and it gives you like entries and stuff. And you go oh, through this wow. book throughout the, the entire flare. game. It's got flair. Yeah, like, it, it, okay. it's, really... it's very well presented. Mm-hmm. All right. How how long do you think the the flare in this game would last? The flare? Yeah. Would it like would it last for days? Maybe. Does it have flair for days? Maybe. Ooh. I said. <laughs> I, mean, I, I gotta be honest, kid. I, I think it has flair for fucking days. Nice. I mean, it's it's ten years later, and I'm still feeling it. So. <laughs> A lot, a lot of flair, a lot of flair. I loved, I loved this game. I think that it is unfairly shit on by the Castlevania community, and I think it is easily the best play wise, like the way 3D. it actually works. Mm. The best 3D Castlevania by far. There's okay. just the first one. The second one is very flawed. The first one is fantastic. So there's two. There's two. There's, two. Oh, there's, there's three. There's three. three. Oh, technically, yeah. um, Let's see, Mirror, Mirror of Fate, Fate. For originally for the 3DS, which did uh, have a, like a HD kind of update for consoles, yes. yep. too. Oh, nice. But that was yeah. technically the second one, even though the last one was called Lord of Shadow 2. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play it. Yeah, and that's the one that actually introduces Simon and Trevor and Alucard. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. And then Alucard, just Alucard, shows up in Lords of Shadow 2. Oh. But you kind of don't get his story unless you play the, play the other ones. Yeah. So the, the trilogy came so, out with, you know, yeah. it has its own mythos and everything. And I'm, I'm glad they got to and take again, it this as is far a as they separate did. Right. Yeah. And it ends with totally Lords of Shadow 2. Like they, nice. they're not continuing that franchise. Konami said like, you know, we're happy we did that, but we're going to try and, you know, bring it back to roots if we go forward. Yeah. With, I just, with stuff. I absolutely love the character of Gabriel Belmont. I don't want to ruin it for everybody, especially you, Ian. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're considering playing it, oh at no, all, I'm definitely gonna. Play yeah, it. just yeah. don't look up any information. Right. Don't. No, no, yeah. absolutely just, not. Yeah. yeah, because because it's it's a, a really good story. Oh yeah, I'm a real. But I'm a, the character gamer. of, of no Gabriel Belmont yeah. himself yep. is just such a great that stock monster hunter character, mm-hmm. the the Witcher, the you know the vampire hunter, right. dude, like all those types of characters that are just these monster hunter guys. Man, I freaking love Gabriel Belmont. Gabriel has, right. has a lot of depth of character, and like the the voice acting helps sell it. Yeah, his design is so amazing. And Kojima Productions helped out with because originally they were going to go with a more barbarianish design. Oh, interesting. And uh, Kojima Productions kind of leaned him towards a way of making him look more heroic. That's really cool. So, okay. Which I'm, I'm glad they did because yeah. I absolutely love him. Love. He's like one of my favorite looking characters like ever. They gotta have He's a so Gabriel, amazing looking. They gotta have a Gabriel statue, right? Like yeah, that I would imagine exist, they have right? to. He just looks so ridiculously awesome. Oh man. Right. I think it would have been cool if that was like a like a like a hidden thing that you find in the game, like that get that barbaric suit, like or after you beat the mm. game, like a callback. Oh, yeah. That would have been pretty design. cool. Like yeah, so they had like, that the original, option. Yeah, the original he design. Should. Oh, his was he was gonna look like this. Right. But we, we switch gears. Yeah. Call it like legendary, legendary Belmondo. Yeah, right. Now, yeah, and he again, you know, he has brown hair. And to me, honestly, I just really appreciate that. Like, isn't I don't he know. Scottish too? Am I wrong? Uh, well, the actor is okay. I can't remember if he has. Is he from the Highlands? Mm-hmm. What's up? Is he a Highlander? <laughs> He's the one. Europe, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, I feel well, like I, a lot I of times it sounded like more English than Scottish. Well, I just the, can't the Belmonts are. I, I, you know what? I honestly can't 
couldn't really pick it up. But yeah, I, mean, I, guess hard, maybe I, I could definitely hear the Scottish now that I'm thinking of it. I know in the lore, they're supposed to be French or of French descent. Right. Interesting. Something oh, like oh, like Belmont. Belmont. Yeah, uh, Belmont. Yeah, right, Belmont. right, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. So yeah, about Monsters Power. You got anything else there? Uh, you like maybe try to talk a little bit about the yeah. two songs, like you know, yes. obviously Goblins of the Bog, like you know, Ian was saying, it's like it makes you feel like you're being chased around. It's one of those tunes that ramp up because you get ambushed by goblins a couple points in the Bog of Death or the you know the whatever that level's called. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, obviously you play in a humongous bog and. There are portions where you get ambushed by a whole bunch of goblins, and then you know the music kind of ramps up, and that's what's what's playing. And you die. There's sometimes goblins in the bog. Sometimes there is death. The bog right. of eternal the stench. Of yes. There's goblins in the bog. And uh, the waterfalls of Agharta, A G H A R T A. How do you pronounce that? Agharta. It's a really cool, like more oh. obviously more somber tune. But I really my favorite part of that is like the little callback they have because it's a little like a plucky. Which is like totally a callback to like the waterfall level, like block three two, I believe, from Super Castlevania four. Wow. The rest of the music wow. it seems to be completely yep. different, but it's got that one little element in it that's like, that's okay, I, I've heard different. this before. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I know this yeah. sound. And it's both waterfall levels, right. so it makes sense. Like, oh, this is totally a callback. This is a you know nice little nice little touch there. Yeah. Good, good job, Oscar. Or not? <laughs> that is really cool. I I definitely did not pick up on that, but that's really fun. I, I love that. Like he, like Apit said earlier in the episode, you know, it's it. What, how did you put it? It it holds it, it in reverence. Holds it yes. in reverence. Mm. Yeah, like because nice. it respects yeah. where it came from without doing the same thing. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Which is like so so. It's the best way to do it. You know, it's it's yeah. not you know not just like a rip off. It's almost right. like doing a cover. It's for an homage. Band, almost. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I like to say this game just as a whole, I think they were just really trying to like, okay, the last couple of 3D Castlevanias weren't really well received. So they kind of went all out with this game and the, like, mm. the presentation, like, you know, the the way they tell the, the amount of story, the depth of the story, like the presentation, just like the cinematics of it is just, they went all out and you can show, you can tell that they, they really wanted to do this right. And they had a lot to prove, right? Like yeah. they're a new company, like Mercury's team hadn't, you know, made much of anything that I knew of. Right. And here they are getting handed Castlevania. Right. It's I know. Like, a humongous, like iconic franchise. Yeah. So they clearly, you know, yeah, they, they went all out. Yeah. One, one last thing I just want to mention for the, uh, the composer, Oscar, he also just, he also composed, you know, the music for Mirror of Fate and Worlds of Shadow 2. So cool. it's, nice. it's all him. Nice. nice. He's their guy. Awesome. So I think that's going to about do it for our main segment of the episode. We all had our our picks. We got to show you a lot of great music from a lot of great games Absolutely. that maybe weren't, you know, mm-hmm. spotlighted previously. So uh, you know, we're going to we're going to actually this week probably forgo the octopound of this question because we have some other stuff to talk about and uh, you know, we we've given you a lot of content here, so we're going to do some ads, some promos up next and then after the break, we will come back with the Dorkvania phrase that you've Ooh. all been waiting for part five part of the secret five. message is coming up those four juicy part words v. <laughs> part v part is coming v. up thing of the thing that's not so it. uh so yes we <laughs> we will be right back deadly grounds coffee knows how important your coffee is to you every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest deepest smoothest flavor you'll ever find we're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. 
Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast. It's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Okay, ghouls and ghosts, we are back from our little break there, and I have the words you've all been waiting for. This is it. This is it, Retroids. This is the retro Redoctable part. Dorkening fans. Boss Rush Mode got fired. Uh, (laughs) That's (laughs) That's a secret phrase. (laughs) That's what you've all been waiting for. (laughs) The moment. Okay, so without further ado, the secret phrase is how sweet and dear. Again, the secret phrase is how sweet and dear. Just those four words right. are part five of the secret phrase. Part V. And by the way, sorry, I'm, I'm not fired. That's true. Sorry. That's true. He's, sorry guys. he's a keeper. Uh, that's right. So this is part five. There will be two additional parts to this message. The next you can find Amalgamania. Amalga cast. Yes, the Amalga cast with Ian the Wallace cast on March 20th. Sign the Amalga cast. Mm. Sign my cast. So uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, again, how sweet and dear. How sweet and dear. And you can win amazing stuff. Like there's a there's a Trevor statue. There's a copies of the NES uh, original Castlevania game. Super Nintendo Castlevania 4. Just loose carts. Uh, we are donating a Castlevania soundtrack record. Uh, from I, I believe it's from the first game. We, we, we have this awesome record. There's so many cool records you can get nowadays for video game soundtracks. Yeah, totally. But we thought that was uh, that was appropriate since because we did the soundtrack of the night episode, Castlevania music. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Also some pops and some figures and just lots of cool Castlevania crap. It's <laughs> awesome. Figures. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about the tone and delivery. And so if you have... If you've compiled the whole message and you send it to Leo Pond uh, before the date of the finale, which is... The finale? Yeah. What what day is the finale? The finale is March 25th. March 25th. So you have two days between the final episode, which uh, of... Of the which will reveal the final part of the secret message, which is boobs, blood, and badasses. If you have two days to to listen to everything and get it all situated, and email that or message it or social media it or whatever you need submit. to do, submit. Get, get it to Leo Pond. Get it to Leo Pond as soon as you possibly can, and there will be three tiers worth of prizes bloody that he's tears, going to. Yes, bloody tears. Oh, well done, well done. It's going to be awesome. It will be. And you got to just tune into that finale, and you'll hear it all. That's right. So, uh, so we've done our part. We've passed the torch, but uh, before and, we and hopefully you've discovered some new shows along the way. Yeah, like that, really, that'd be pretty sweet. There's we, some we cool like stuff, forward. and uh, you know we're really happy to be on the Dorkening and amongst amongst such great company. So Absolutely. many good folk. Yes. Uh, so we are going to go to one more thing before our episode concludes. So uh, check it out. 
According to the clock, it's half past thirteen. So light a candle, uncork that cask of Amontillado, and dust off another tome from the bookshelf of the dead. All right, Retroids. Yes, I have a little little surprise for you here. My segment this week is another bookshelf for the damned. This is where I spotlight an indie author and an indie author's book that I think is worth your time and I want you to go check out. So this week, this, this time we have the Black Heart Boys Choir by Curtis Lawson. And Curtis Lawson is a dude that I, I met uh, about a... About two years ago, and uh, he's a really, really good dude. He's a great writer. You know, I hadn't read one of his novels until Blackheart Boys Choir, but um, I had read some of his short stories, and, you know, he's been published uh, for a while, and he's uh, he also writes poetry. And uh, actually, with, with this particular book, Blackheart Boys Choir, you know, it, uh, which actually just came out, uh, September 2019, uh, so it's, you know, pretty recent, it actually was up for, uh, it was almost up for Stoker. Uh, the Bram Stoker Awards, it was on the preliminary ballot uh, for Stoker, and then it ended up that it, you know, it didn't make it to the final ballot. But still, that's a that's a major achievement. Uh, I congratulate him for that. And I, I also think that this particular book uh, sort of, you know, deserved to be on the final ballot. I think it was uh, definitely worthy. And, uh, you know, people should check it out. So um, what I'm going to do is read you the description as it is in Amazon. Um, because I actually listened to this on Audible, so I recommend everybody checking it out if you like audio audiobooks. Um, the reader did a really good job. Uh, it was it was a very entertaining book. So this is uh, this is the product description. It says, <clears throat> "Great art demands sacrifice." Lucian Beaumont is a teenage misfit and musical prodigy, ostracized by his peers and haunted by familial tragedy. When he discovers an unfinished song composed by his dead father, a song that holds terrible power, Lucian becomes obsessed. As he chases after the secret nature of his father's music, the line between gruesome fantasy and real-life violence begins to blur. To complete his father's work, Lucian believes that he and his group of outcast friends must appease a demonic force trapped within the music, with increasingly sadistic offerings. As things spiral out of control, he finds that the cost of his art will be the lives of everyone around him, and perhaps his very soul. So yeah, this is a very serious book. It's a very serious book about very dark happenings, lots of supernatural stuff. Also, a lot of classical music uh, references, and it's it's very integral to the plot, and, you know, to the point where you can understand that the the person who wrote this so in this case Curtis Lawson clearly is very interested in classical music because there's a lot of care and level of detail that you can really only get if you're passionate about a thing and uh, so that was really you know it came through it came through in the work it was it was much appreciated um, this is definitely not a book that you should sit down to read and hope that uh, it's going to leave you feeling super happy with like you know sunshine and unicorns at the end because it is not this that is not this book uh, but if you like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a thriller with supernatural elements. That's what I would say. Um, bad stuff happens. None of the characters are particularly good people. So it kind of has that, like, you know, almost like the Italian movies of the, the 60s and 70s, like the Giallo films. Like, it sort of is like, you know, who do I like? Well, it's not really about who do you like. This is just the story. These are the characters. This is what happened. 
and uh, it's pretty cool. I also really appreciate the uh, the main supernatural force in the in in the book. It's something that he actually took from uh, real world real world mythology, which I love. I always love, and it's not something that you've heard before. It's not like you know he went for Cthulhu or something like that. You know, this is this is something a little bit deeper. To and it's so obscure that like for a lot of it, I didn't even remember that it was a thing. And then I was like, oh 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 right right. So that was really fun. But anyway, if uh, dark supernatural stuff is your bag and you like crime thrillers and that kind of stuff, like, uh, yeah, this, it definitely has that true crime sort of feel. Check out Blackheart Boys Choir by Curtis Lawson. It's available in paperback, on Kindle, or in audio, and all three versions are tasty AF. AF, you say? Oh, that sounds intriguing. Mm, sure my, does. My interest is Pequod. Pequod, indeed. So, so. Does, that, does that mean as fun? Yes. Oh, okay. So yes. it's a fun oh, book then. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a, it depends on your definition of fun. Yeah. I mean, you said it wasn't really fun, but <laughs> I mean, it sounds fun to me. It's, it's not, it sounds yeah. like sounds like serious <laughs> and, and and sad times, but but still good times. So um, it's like real life then. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's it's like real life, but way better. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there's more demons. There's there's a there's a whole uh, there's a whole thing with a with a black unicorn. So it's a whole thing. Huh. You, oh, cool! Yeah, running, you, running down the side of a oh, drinking from a chalice with like and, rainbows and guitars <laughs> flying out its ass. Nice. Uh, that that part's not in the book, but anyway, sweet. Uh, very cool. So uh, I just want to take a minute to thank again Ian the Boy Wonderful for being with us on this adventure through the music yeah, of Castlevania. Yeah, thanks for coming out, man. Woo! It's been a blast. That was awesome. And I don't even have my shirt off. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It could get 100% better if you just Boss take Rush is just is just super bummed. He wants to see your belly button. I don't know why. <laughs> keeps talking about it. He keeps whispering into my ear. It's very right nice now. belly button. It is it's very nice, but it is mine. That's why I have this shirt that says mine. Mine. Right. <laughs> mine. My belly button, my rules. <laughs> but, and also, thank you. Uh, you know, you came bearing gifts. You got us, gave us some All shirts and swag. some wicked fun stuff. Like from oh, yeah. Shout the out folks to the at Madden uh, President. Terry and Barber. Terry and Barber, we love Terry and awesome. Barber. Awesome personality. Thanks also, so much. the uh, the uh, also known as the uh, woman who named our fan base. Oh, ah, yeah. right. yes. retroids. the retroids, queen. queen of the retroids. Yes, yes. Amalgamama. You know she has. You know she has a coffee mug with that on there. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, no. queen oh. of everything. She's no, a queen no, for no. every situation. She's a queen of something. Queen to something, especially the Retroids, right? <laughs> Queen's essential. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we're all rocking our Retromania shirts right now, and it's pretty awesome. We're we're really appreciative. Like, thanks. Yeah, no thank you so and much. Guys, thanks for having thanks, me. I gotta guys. say, um, this has been an experience at the very least. <laughs> I've had such a it great time. It has been an experience. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is definitely Adjectives something you guys are going to hear foregone. about. <laughs> you guys are definitely going to hear all about this in the group, and I'm going to have plenty of posts and some video footage of me and the guys cutting up. and just It's been such a great time, and I wish I could just say it was a, more of a professional thing. and you know, I had good, did some good work and everything, but it's just... I feel like I'm a family cookout. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm <laughs> working yeah. at all. It just feels like I'm home. But this is kind of like better than a family cookout because no arguments. And Joe's here. <laughs> and Joe's here. <laughs> and, Joe's, and, there was, and there was not too much uh, arguing there. Yes. But no, when we, when we did talk about politics earlier, we all hated Trump. So it's yeah. It's, everybody <laughs> agreed. We all agreed. Yeah, exactly. we all hated the same things. Yep. And it was just it, it really felt like family, and that's pretty much where it's all at. It's just a I mean, great besides time. the shirt staying on thing, it all went you know smoothly. It went yeah, really yeah, smoothly. Besides that, besides that, it was good. But guys, thank you again, and um, I, I hope to be able to visit really, really soon again. So anytime, brother. Thank you anytime. so much. Yeah, yeah we'd love to thank have you, you so anytime. Um, so yeah, how's tomorrow sound? 
How's the next week? Like, no, no, seriously. No, no, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to have a job anymore. Oh, <laughs> I got to do something. <laughs> got to make the bacon. Uh, but yeah, so I guess uh, that'll be our send-off. So uh, if you haven't uh, jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button, like us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as being a part of the Inebriart Podcast Network. Retro Octopus is now a full-fledged member of the Darkening Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out all of our sister shows Especially the ones that are on the Dorkvania crossover event in eight parts. Like the Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, the Amalga cast, Boobs, Blood, and Badasses, and so, so much more. That will be our show. I've been your host, 8 Alchemy. And before we get out of here, we have one more little treat for you. One more oh, little yeah. treat for you. Something secret there. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we dug this up. It was uh, it was uh, it was a little hard to do. It was in a catacomb, but we persevered. We a, a we, secret we, den, a lair, if you. Yeah, will. we had our torch and we went down the stairs and we battled some 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 swear wolves and it was it was all very dangerous and uh, and we found it though. But this is uh, this is a treasure for sure. This is a uh, a song done by our our own boss rush mode back when he used to do heavy metal covers of video game tunes. Do you want to say anything? Yeah. That was it. (laughs) 